Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 575. If you'd like to have a copy of it, we'll uh, tell you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. I've got a message for you. There's uh, some letters, possibly. And I've got music. Uh, Right now, let's go to the throne of power and ask the Lord... Lord, you promised to hear our prayers and to answer them and to show us great and mighty things. But the things that you really ask us to do is, uh, Lord, to hearken unto you and to do all your commandments. These are the things that uh, make people frown. Uh, They get wrinkles on their brows when they're told. They love all the promises, and in these different uh, churches today, people tell me, if you just send in money, doesn't make any difference how wicked you are. If you send in money to keep this wicked church going, well, then uh, everything will be fine. God will send in hundredfold your money. But, Lord, you, <laughs> I know that this is not your word at all. The Bible says that if we hearken to all your commandments, in other words, if we do everything that you tell us to do, you said you are our friends if we do everything that you tell us to do. And uh, but uh, So you're not going to let people buy you with money. Some people um, just believe that you can be bought. And uh, I, this angers you very much because... Uh, you cannot be purchased. Salvation cannot be purchased with money. Salvation and all the promises that you have in your word cannot be. Um, you don't bargain at all. You just tell us how it is. And then if we don't do it, well, then there's going to be nothing but curses on us. From the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, it tells us of the promises. And then it begins to tell us of all the curses that will happen to you. Promises, if we hear you, to listen to your word and do what it says, and then uh, so distressful to people that are of the devil, that all the curses that are going to befall them. Uh, Lord, it's your word. It's your promise. You promise blessings to those that keep your commandments, and you promise You absolutely promise curses to those that will not, that pay no attention to you, that are not helpers in the ministry for those that don't listen to every word that proceeds from your mouth. All the words in the Bible are you. You are the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word came to this world in a man named Jesus begotten by the Holy Spirit in a virgin. And, uh, Lord, you showed us that uh, you were in human flesh and that if people keep the the promises, if they uh, keep your commandments, then they will receive the promises. It doesn't make any difference who they are. Some people have been browbeaten, uh, such as myself, I went to reform school for not committing any crime. I've been in prison for no crime whatsoever. And yet, uh, they tried to beat me down, but I believe your promises. And therefore, I know that whatsoever I ask, because I keep your commandments, 
that all the promises, not just one or two or three or four or five or ten or twenty or thirty of them belong to me, but every promise that's written in the book belongs to me. And Lord, I thank and praise you for it. Lord, I ask that you open uh, the windows of heaven. I uh, pray, Lord, that every word that's said in this uh, broadcast, that it uh, is directly uh, from you whether it's directly or indirectly, that it's all you. Lord God, that souls can be convicted in the world uh, because they're in such uh, horrible uh, conditions spiritually and uh, in every way. And also, uh, Lord, that uh, you will uh, convict the church for believing that they can buy you with filthy lucre, that they can just give money to some satanic preacher that tells them that they can still sin and that you'll give them a hundredfold of money just if they send money to you, the them. And, uh, Lord, uh, this is not true. They have to keep the commandments, and then when they tithe and give offerings, then you'll make it a hundredfold. Lord, I pray that you'll destroy every work of Satan, because he's always present to do everything. One night, Father, you were here when uh, several nights they, the lights went out uh, and the electricity went out on this broadcast and that the computers crashed or the things that the, the whole mechanism crashed. And then there's people within the church that uh, Satan has sent in. They're tares, Lord, weeds. And you said to let the tares grow up with the wheat because if you tear the tares out, but you'll take care of that at harvest time. Lord, do that, I pray thee. And the ones that are just so bad, Lord, too bad, get them out of the church, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, Lord, uh, rebuke and reprove and destroy the works uh, I see you doing it every day, the works of Satan. Continue it, Father. For our, and this is your word through me, ask, asking me to pray this to you. And so, therefore, I know you've heard me. And I know you have answered me. And I, so I promise I know that you're going to destroy Satan for me. In the name of Jesus, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, amen and amen. All right, now we have uh, the Jordanaires. I did a a whole album with them, and here they are. That's one of my very favorite singing uh, quartets. How Great Thou Art, Father, How Great Thou Art.
when Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home. What joy shall fill my heart? Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my God how great thou art then sings my soul my Savior God to thee how great thou art how great thou art how great thou art how great thou art then sings my soul my Savior God the Jordanaires, and in the um, the Old Testament there was uh, no one that really kept the entire law. They didn't keep it thoroughly. But of course, uh, now we can. Uh, David never thoroughly kept the law, but he loved the law. But uh, no one ever kept the law. Uh, the first one that kept the law in the whole Bible was Jesus. And he's the one that showed us that uh, being in human flesh, if we also have him with his Father by the Spirit in us, then we can keep the law if we want to. But the problem is that so few people want to be in the Spirit. For all those that are in Christ, they are uh, they're not condemned. There's no condemnation to those that are in Christ. Um, so Jesus was the first one that thoroughly kept the law. Even though David loved the law, he just, uh, a lot of people love it. It uh, tastes sweet to the oh, They read it and they say, this is sweet. But they never take up the cross uh, with the spirit of Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit in them. They never take up the cross and deny themselves uh, to the point to where they don't want to just go to bed and have and then get up and have fun. That they don't want to do. That's a, uh, the cross and that's self-denial. Even when um, David failed, though, because uh, he had didn't have Christ. Christ hadn't been crucified. Even though he was crucified before the foundation of the earth, David sinned because he didn't have that power of God in him. He wasn't paying any attention, and he looked at another man's wife and committed adultery with her and sent his, her husband out on the front line to be killed. He was wicked because he didn't keep the entire law. He uh, was disobedient. So he failed at exact obedience to the law. But Jesus never did. 
And that's why we must be in Jesus, because Jesus is not a chameleon or a chameleon, however you want to say it. He doesn't change at all. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we're in Jesus, then we're not condemned. But so many people say they're in Jesus, and they go to church, and they pay exorbitant amount of money to a church that is of the devil. And they just uh, the church is telling them that they uh, once saved, always saved. You can say in all you want because uh, their conscience, their consciences are seared, brought in for uh, so that the you know David was forgiven because he, his love he brought his love to the law. Most people, uh, they don't bring their love to the law. Lord, how I love thy, thy law. They don't bring their love to the law. That's a gift. Uh, your love uh, is a gift to God. If you bring it to him and keep it to him. In other words, if you, because after all, God is the law. Then you mean you're going to break God? Do you think that you'll break God and get by with it? No. So David's faith acts clearly and strongly on the promise in the next words that I'm going to repeat that he said, quote, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. Because, in other words, the law, if I keep it, is my hide where I can hide. And the law, if I keep it, is my shield. The law is the word of God. The law is God. So I hope, he says, in thy word. That's Psalms 119, 114. Does anybody have that? Yes. Read it, please. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. So he hopes in uh, the word. Now the word says um, that he says, uh, you are my friends if you do whatsoever I tell you. And uh, you bring your love to that too. You don't do it grudgingly. It isn't a sad thing or that you're being put out. God doesn't love a person that is put out. Uh, and there's no love uh, that they bring to the law. The law is repugnant to them. They just get it's a bitterness to them. And therefore, uh, there's no place in heaven for them. If you question your right to the promise, like so many people do, because so many people uh, don't bring their love to the law. I bring myself to the law, Lord. Let me bring my love with me. Well, what is love? The love, uh, it says, uh, is the keeping of God's commandments. Uh, is the keeping of God's law. I want to hide in your word. Uh, and I want to, because I want your word to be my shield. I hope. I absolutely hope in thy word. But I don't only hope. I know that I have no hope whatsoever if I don't keep your word. Because the Bible says that uh, 
uh, if you don't keep his commandments, if uh, you love his word, but you say you love his word, but you don't do what his word says, then everything that you're doing is in vain. If you're supporting uh, satanic Christian works that tell you that you can sin and that you're once saved and God is going to forgive everything, sin, past, present, and future, you are listening to the devil. And the Lord is not going to give you any hope in uh, the devil's words. Remember how Eve believed the devil's words and the entire human race is cursed because of it. If you question, and so therefore, if you're sinning, uh, then it's a good thing that you question your right to the uh, to all the promises, even one promise. And if you um, question your right to uh, one promise, uh, inquire whether you cannot discern your interest in another promise, in a second one. Gosh, there's so many scriptures that uh, show promises. Jeremiah 23, 4 states, And I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed his people, which shall feed them. This is Jeremiah 23, 4. Uh, and they shall fear no more. Well, no, they won't fear that they'll go to hell is what that means, but they'll fear the Lord. If you fear the Lord, you don't have to worry about going to hell or to the lake of fire. And they shall uh, fear it no more. Nor This is a promise. See, this is a promise. If you keep the commandments of the Lord, nor be dismayed. You know what dismayed is? It's like you think you're going to hell. You don't think you, think you have the right to the promises. And so that causes dismay. Neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. Lacking what? Faith. Um, all the different, uh, yeah, the word, uh, hope, and charity. If you have faith, you have hope. If you have faith, you're going to have charity because you're going to help people that you know need help, especially those of the household of faith, especially the front runners, the ones that are bringing forth the message into the world. Amen? amen. Okay, everybody says amen. It's easy to say amen. Yes, Lord, I'll go, and then they don't go. So, if you question that you have the right to one promise, just one promise of God, one of the promises if you do everything that he says, you're going to heaven. That's the cream of the crop. That's a topping of the dessert, all the desserts that the Lord gives you. And the desserts are the promises. And the number one promise is that you have eternal life. But if you question your right to one promise, let's inquire. Why don't you inquire whether you cannot or can discern your interest in a second promise? Which if uh, you cannot, if you can't discern that, you may conclude that you have a right to the other you did doubt of. 
You may conclude that you have a right to the other that you did doubt of. Well, what in the world does that mean? Well, if you're born again of the Spirit and you're doing everything the Lord says that you could do, I don't understand why you would doubt one promise from the Lord. Yes! Or the second promise. Or the third or fourth or fifth or the hundredth. And to all the rest of the promises, every one of them. For as there is a uh, connotation of graces or powers, there's a... uh, Each one of uh, them are individual, but they all fall into one uh, amount. He that finds one, in other words, if you are born again of the Spirit and you're doing what the Lord says, you have every one of them, all the promises, thousands of promises. So another one is Exodus 23, 25. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. See, all the food today is polluted. But if the Lord blesses it when you're asking for the Lord to bless your food and water, water is so contaminated that they're selling it in bottles. and have been for years. And I will take... Sickness. This is all these are promises. I'll bless your bread, I'll bless your water, and I'll take away uh, sicknesses away from you from the midst of the. Wow, that's unbelievable. Well, I don't think it's believable. I mean, I, and so many people are dying from all the different sicknesses derived from food and water. Another one is Malachi 3.10. I believe I brought this one the other day. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. The Lord's storehouse is what he's talking about, where the real word of the Lord is being preached. Not to the devils that tell you that you're going to be uh, evade or uh, bypass hell by giving them money. Bring into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house house the lord says not satan's house and prove me now herewith says the lord of hosts this is not the devil talking this is the lord folks if i will not open you the windows of heaven he said he wants you to test him out on this he says i'll open the windows of heaven and um and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now, if you're poverty-stricken and you can't understand why, it's because, first of all, you need to be born again of the Spirit. You need to kneel down before Jesus, who is Emmanuel with us. That means God with us. And then you have to inquire of the scriptures to see whether you be keeping his commandments or no. Psalm 112 
verses 1 and through 3. Praise ye the Lord. That's a, yeah, There's many reasons to bless, uh, bless uh, the Lord and praise him because he's blessing your food and your water and pouring out a blessing upon you that you will uh, not, uh, there won't be any room enough to receive it. Do you know how many warehouses we have to store the things that we don't, I don't even know what we have anymore. But we give it out to who people, uh, the, the people that have need. And we use it ourselves. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Well, why? Yeah, that means you fear his word. He, the Lord, uh, the word is the Lord. You fear his word to do it because if you don't, you're going to be poverty stricken. You're going to be ill. Your bread and your water is going to be poisoned. All the different things. But you have to keep the commandments. Now, when he's talking about giving uh, your finances to the Lord, otherwise you're robbing God, he's uh, talking about sending it into the house of God, where you're hearing the true word of God. And if you don't, you're robbing God. And especially when you know it from the scriptures, you know you're robbing God, and it doesn't even, you don't fear that. Praise ye the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for telling me how I can avoid disaster. Blessed is the man that feareth the word of God, the Lord, that delights greatly in his commands. I want to, I just search the scriptures all the time. Uh, and all the time, I want to know what the commandments are so that I can do them so I can be uh, get all the promises. Some people, oh, I don't care what God commands, who's God? God is the one that's causing you to either have substance or not have it. To either heal you or you not to be healed. His seed, in other words, children, shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. The generation of the upright. That's a promise, isn't it? Yeah, you're not, this isn't the devil talking to you. Because the devil is not going to cause you to be blessed. He wants to destroy your soul. Wealth, here's another promise. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Not only your house, but your seed. The generation of the upright shall be blessed with wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endureth forever. Yeah, because those that uh, have riches and retain them. You know, so many people have gotten houses, but they didn't retain them. They didn't endure forever. We have property that I've had now that uh, it's not mine, but I got it, and it's all uh, doled out to different people in the church because the government... When they know I have something or they think it's mine or if any of the people in the church have something, they come and tell the people that it's my alter ego and they're living in it. I'm not. They're living in these houses and they're eating the food that comes in. Ours is one of the only uh, ministries in the world that takes people in. 
if they want to serve the Lord with all their heart and soul, if they want to uh, watch diligently, and uh, they want to have the blessings, the wealth and riches shall be in their houses, and uh, their righteousness will endure forever because you can tell that it endures forever because the government's taken everything away from us, and now we have more. That's the sign that the work is really of the Lord because no one can destroy it. Now, they, even if they destroyed me, my literature is all over the world now. So, the, the you know, the word of God is out of the bag, so to speak. And there isn't anything the devil can do about it. And that's why he um, has his people bring so many lies about this work because we have uh, destroyed the uh, fallacy of Satan for people that want to receive the word of God rather than Satan, then they receive it. Proverbs 8.21 That I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. Wow, isn't that a promise? Yeah. You don't want that? And I, that's if they keep the commandments. All of them. That's what brings the furrow. They love the, oh, God, substance, I'm going to get it. That's like uh, uh, cotton candy or uh, uh, some ice cream or some sweet thing in their mouth. But when they, you tell them that there's something connected with that, that you have to keep the commandments, and then all these things will be yours. And the Lord really blesses people that hunger and thirst to know what... Uh, the commandments are, they search diligently just for the purpose of knowing that they have the power of God living in them so that they can keep the commandments. And it's not a grievous thing at all because you know when you keep the commandments that you're going to inherit substance. And the Lord says that I will fill their treasures. That's uh, in Proverbs 8.21. Does anybody have that right handy? Yes. Okay, read it that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. What does that mean, love me? That love is the keeping of God's commandments. So that I may cause those that love me, in other words, keep all my commandments, to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. Is that what it says? Yes. Okay, continue reading it then. And I will fill their treasures. Fill it? Amen. Or just give you a few coins in your pocket? Here's something for your pocket. No, it's not for your pocket. He says he'll fill your pockets, your coffers, your treasures, everything. You'll have to have warehouses to keep everything that the Lord gives you. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Well, this is a commandment. And given the, the part that they love is they give, and it shall be given unto you. Not give to Satan's cults. But give to the Lord's, where you're being fed, the word of God. Because when we receive uh, the uh, tithes and offerings, so the Lord says, give to him, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, good measure. Not little measure, but good measure. Pressed down and shaken together and running over. Running over means you got to get a warehouse for it. Amen? Amen? For several warehouses. Shall man give into your bosom 
for with the same measure that you meet, in other words, you met out or you sow, whatever it shall be measured to you again. If you sow sparingly, it'll be given to you sparingly. If you plant a little bit of corn, you're just going to get a little bit of corn. But if you plant a whole field of corn and uh, or acres of corn, you're going to get a lot of corn back. Now, Galatians 5.22, verse uh, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is keeping God's commandments. That God knows that you uh, are uh, His, uh, that you are walking in His Spirit if you're keeping His commandments. So it's love, keeping of God's commandments, joy, peace. Well, what do you mean joy? It's just so joyful to know that the Spirit of God is with you. It's just so positively joyful to know that you've kept His commandments and it's so peaceful because you have been long-suffering and God's long-suffering with you. Gentleness, goodness, not gentleness to the devil, but uh, you do what the Lord tells you, goodness and faith. Meekness before God, not before man. You have to be bold like John the Baptist, like Jesus, like Moses. The rulers of this world are not secular rulers. They're godly rulers. Meekness before God, temperance. Against such there is no law. Why? Because you cannot have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, uh, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, um, if you're not walking in the Spirit. If there's no love in you, if you're not keeping the commandments. Against such there is no law. God's not going to condemn you by what the law says he'll do to you. If you uh, have all these qualities, that is, and you can't have them unless you're walking in the Spirit, unless Christ with his Father by the Spirit is in you. First Corinthians 15, uh, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, this is promises, be ye steadfast. Well, in other words, why, if I give money, do I have to be steadfast? Why, if I give money, do I have to be unmovable? Because... You can't have any of the promises unless you're steadfast and unmovable. Always abounding in the work. The W-O-R-K. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. You fall short because you have a lack of concern or you have a lack of the knowledge of the promises and you don't care about them. It says not once in a while be abounding in the work, but it says always, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor, all the work that you do that the Lord says to do is not in vain in the Lord, if you're in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Okay, so... You get one of those promises. Doesn't isn't it plain in the word of God where it says that if you do 
everything that he says that all the promises belong to you. So a promise. He that is heir to one promise has right to every single one of them. If you're born again of the Spirit and you're keeping the commandments of the Lord, you get every promise that the Lord has written in his book. Maybe when you read that promise, quote, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, unquote, that says, no, uh, they'll see God. You'll be able to see eye to eye with him. You won't say, I don't understand. That's Matthew 5, 8. The remainder of corruption, not yet fully mortified in your heart. Scares you from applying uh, it to yourself as your portion. You haven't fully developed it. You're still uh, really not keeping all the commandments of the Lord. So you just feel that you don't have a right to get the promises. Well, the Bible says that if you're striving, but if you have to be told every single day, over and over and over again, to get your act together and get in, uh, start working to back up those that are the, are the leaders of this world, then you scare yourself away from applying for the promises. You, uh, it scares you from applying it to yourself as your portion. But for its next neighbor promise, or every promise has a neighbor. Well, what's the, uh, now here's something that says, blessed are those who, um, which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Only those, okay? What? Okay, first thing you got to do something. Blessed are uh, they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. And that's what, then what is the promise? For they shall be filled. Only they shall be filled. Isn't that what it says? Okay. Not after you are attending churches for a homosexual as the head of the church when you know that God is going to destroy every homosexual like he did in the Old Testament, Sodom and Gomorrah. And you're giving finances to them. You're as wicked as they are because you're strengthening the arm of the evil. Number six. Happily, you feel such a, a pinching sense of conviction of your guilt and you want uh, you want um, of holiness you want to be holy as will enforce you to acknowledge that if ever a man in a burning fever uh, thirsts for something to drink for or one half starved uh, desires food then do you crave and cry for the promises you're not uh, thirsting uh, you're not hungering and thirsting for righteousness 
of uh, Christ to justify your yourself and to justify the power from Christ to sanctify your nature. So you cannot but see this promise spoken to you. And if this belongs to you, then uh, the former and all the other with it, for they are branches in the same covenant which God does not, which God does not uh, dismember. Like if you got a cluster of grapes, you don't just get to eat one of them. Uh, the whole cluster belongs to you. If you've planted the grapes and you've harvested them and you have them, they're yours. If you keep the commandments of the Lord, you hunger and thirst to find out what else does God want me to do? So I can be always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because I know, I believe, I receive, I have faith that uh, my labor is not in vain if I'm in the Lord. But your labor is in vain if you're uh, working for the devil. The devil promises nothing but hell. He promises you the world, but he gives you hell. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But this I say, the Apostle Paul says, through the Holy Spirit, he which soweth sparingly, in other words, those that hunger and thirst sparingly, to know what the blessings are. I don't care about your blessings. I made a score today. I found a cigar butt in the gutter and I, somebody gave me a match. I lit it and somebody gave me a cheeseburger to eat and therefore, uh, you know, I'm going to tell everybody how to rule the world. Get the wrinkles out of people's bellies and they're not hungering and thirsting for what's right any longer. They just, are very happy to be existing. But those that sow sparingly will reap also sparingly, and he which soweth abundantly shall reap also abundantly. So uh, God doesn't dismember his promises. He doesn't say, okay, you did pretty good today, and so I'm going to give you one promise, but no more. He doesn't dismember. You either take all or nothing at all. He doesn't dismember them, but gives it entire. All of it. With all the other branches growing on it. All the other branches of grapes on it. To be the believer's portion. Therefore, they are called Heirs of promise. That's Hebrews 6.17. Not heirs of this promise or that, but of promise. All the promises of God. Because you're doing everything. You're hungry and thirsting for righteousness. You're seeking out what are your commandments so that I can do it, so I can reap all your promises. If I don't do it, then I don't even get one promise. So I want this promise or that promise or whatever 
And lo and behold, all the promises are mine. That is of the covenant which uh, comprehends everything or all. All promises of the gospel so that as he has hold of the whole man's body that has feet, the Lord has hold of everybody. The whole man's body. He can take the breath right out of your body right now, the second that his... Uh, he has fast hold on his hand. There would be but one man's member if it because uh, it is knit together with the rest. So it's all because the whole body is knit together with the rest. And by the um, and by it he may draw the rest to himself. So if you have uh, hold of any one promise, you also have hold on the rest of them. Why? Because God doesn't separate. Uh, if, if, you're, if you've got God, then you have the blessings, every one of them that he has stated in his word. And some of them you haven't been able to comprehend, but you'll comprehend it when your barns start filling up. So you have hold of all the other, if you have one, and may infer your right from this to them. And woe be unto the person that doesn't go to the throne of God boldly and say, Lord, I'm keeping all your commandments, and therefore I uh, want your promise of healing. I want your promise of finances. I want your promise to all the different promises. And this one may draw out the wine of a whole barrel of wine at one tap. So uh, many a uh, poor soul derive the comfort of the entire covenant to himself. Though one promise which he is able to own and apply for. Why do people deprive themselves of all the promises of the Lord? Okay, so Ezekiel 34, 9 and 12. Therefore, O ye shepherds, hear, for God's sake, for your own sake, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, God, behold, I am against the shepherds. What do you mean against the shepherds? And I will require my flock at their hand. In other words, all these false shepherds, false prophets, and they're throwing all the flock that really love the Lord, they think, and they come into these uh, false prophets because they don't know the word of God. They just receive what these false prophets say, and they don't study the word in order to know whether these false prophets are true or false. But God says he's going to, he's against these false prophets. 
these people that say they're of the Lord and they're homosexuals or lesbians or they're just fleece the sheep. The Lord said, feed my sheep. It's been said so many times, don't fleece them. And I will require my flock at their hand because they're throwing all these people's souls into hell and cause them to and cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves anymore, for I will deliver my flock from their mouth, from their lying mouth, that they may not be meat. This is promises, that they may not be meat for them. For this, thus saith the Lord, here's a promise, God, behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out as a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep. That a scattered, that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of the out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day now back to the blessings and cursings of the lord in chapter 28 you should read them read them so that you can see what the blessings are and the cursings are you know, I don't want any part of the cursings of the Lord, and therefore I serve him, and I seek out what need do I need to do. We know, as says the Apostle Paul, that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Well, that's the commandment. Well, what if I don't love the brethren? Well, then you're cursed. Anybody got colon cancer or breast cancer or a tumor in your brain? That's one, John. 1 John 3.14 Anyone don't have eternal life? Anyone doesn't have the promises of God? Eternal life is the cream and the top of all covenant blessings. A poor Christian may, upon the inward feeling of his one power of love or grace or power of love in his heart being the condition annexed to this promise know that he is in a state of life and happiness and why is it not because of whether this power or no power is uh, in truth there are all other uh, saving graces or promises or powers. Christ is not divided in these and consequently he that can apply this promise has a right to every one of them. What do the effects of your promises have on your soul? Everyone that has the right to the promises uh, trans are transformed by the promises. I mean, I'm transformed because I believe the promises of God. 
I do what he says. And when I do, I see that he does what he says. But so many few people uh, do that so they can test out God. He says, try me. See if I won't pour out a blessing that your house will not be able to contain. Okay, well, I see my time is up. What do you want, the blessings of the Lord? Okay, you do. Well, then the first blessing, of course, and if you don't believe it, well, then there's no way that you can receive it, is eternal life. Then all the other blessings follow. So say this prayer that you may have eternal life and all the other blessings. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open up the door of my heart, and I invite you, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, and Holy Spirit, into my heart. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. Give me the power, Lord, to never sin again because I don't want to go to hell and I don't want to lose any of the promises. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. Wash all my sins away. You will not turn me away. You will save my soul, you know, because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul, my everlasting, eternal soul. And I I could go out to meet you any minute, and now I'm happy, and I have joy, and I have peace. Hallelujah! Happiness! Now, just praise and thank the Lord for that, and share and tell everyone how to receive a copy of this uh Tape or CD number 575. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505 or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, tune in tomorrow for another stepping stone of power, of grace, of uh, amazing grace, actually. It's so amazing that we can become actually sons of God by that prayer that you prayed. And here's now the uh, Jordan ears again to sing for you, Amazing Grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Through me. Mm-hmm.